0: Welcome to On The Button. In this episode, I'll be speaking to Andrew Thomas, founder of Cravenhill Publishing and publishing editor of Communicate Magazine, the UK's market leading publication for corporate communication professionals. If that wasn't enough, he's also publishing editor for Transform Magazine, the global magazine for brand development. Amongst other things, we chat about the rise of video over the last eight years and how measuring the effectiveness of that video has become so much more important. So hi, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today on our latest podcast. Um, It would be great for our audience, I think, if we start with just a little introduction. Tell us about uh, who you are and, and what you do at Communicate.
1: Well, thank you very much, uh, Simon. And I'm incredibly flattered that you have asked me. I've always been a fan of your work. Uh, I'm Andrew Thomas. I'm the publisher of Communicate magazine. Communicate is uh, the leading magazine in the UK for corporate communications. So our readers talk to audiences that are not necessarily their company's customers. Uh, And so we write about internal comms. We write about investor relations. We write about corporate PR. uh, We write about corporate video. Obviously, that's why you've asked me. I've been going for... 12 years now and uh, and we also organize a a few conferences and and awards events and we get to watch quite a lot of video.
0: Great fantastic and I I, you know I've known communicate for, for a number of years now and what what always impresses me about communicate is how you you manage to seem to stay at the cutting edge so it would be interesting to hear from your perspective at the moment what's hot you know what are the trends at the moment that you that you're focusing on in communicate both both inside video but beyond that as well.
1: It's, it's interesting, actually, and you, you talk about how long we've known. We have known each other for a while. And before I talk about the trends, actually, I'm going to take us back to, uh, to, to when we first met. Because, you know, you sponsored uh, one of one of our roundtable breakfasts, you sponsored a few of them uh, over the years. But I remember the first one that you sponsored. And what was really interesting was you were kind of like Prometheus uh, in, insofar as you were there, you know, talking about video. And it was as if you were bringing fire uh, to man for the first time, and it and it was a little bit like that. Video was 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 kind of quite new and exciting, and and, uh, and and people weren't doing it, but they were really keen to hear more. And I think fast forward that to now, somewhat I don't know six seven years later. It's it's fascinating how uh, how mainstream is not the right word because that implies everyone's. I think that implies everyone's doing it really well, but but how adopted uh, uh, it is, or how at least. It's it's on everybody's radar, and I think that's a probably one of the healthiest things. And it's why you know we've we've uh, we, we we now write about corporate video uh, all the time. Probably on Communicate site, we have at least uh, a couple of stories up uh, every day now uh, about corporate video, which is a massive difference because there just wasn't that quantity to write about uh, when we first started talking about it. So I think that's that's kind of one of the 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 big trends, sort of a macro trend there. I think interestingly. How, how much has your business grown over the past seven years and, and the sector uh, grown over the past uh, seven years? That that pro- probably says it all, doesn't it? Absolutely. It,
0: uh, it's interesting, though. I mean, what, have you got any ideas as to why that might be? I certainly have. But from, from the, the conversations you have with Communicate, what, what do you think it is that's kind of created that excitement around video over the last few years?
1: I think it's about... Creating a connection. Actually, you talk about trends. It's very hard. Uh, just going back to your previous question, it's very hard to talk too much about uh, about trends at the moment because you know we we, we had trends that were coming through prior to uh, to COVID. We now have different trends. Uh, are we going to see the trend continuing? Are we going to see a continuation of COVID trends, or are we going to see a return to the trends that were emerging from pre-COVID time? Uh, but I would say that that one of the things that probably unifies both uh, pre and current uh, COVID trends is, is that aspect of, of creating a connection. I think that what video does is enable uh, organizations, companies, brands to focus on that connection and create a, a, a human connection. And that's, you know, we've seen that for, for a number of years uh, in terms of sort of brands and their customers. I think what we've really seen as a result of the past year, is that connection just being enhanced so much between an organization and its employees, an organization and its investors, an organization uh, and the communities in which it operates. Uh, and I think that's probably one of, the big, uh, one of the big reasons is that I don't think there's any other form of communication that creates such a strong bond between organization and audience.
0: I think you're absolutely right. It's the it's that emotive response that we that we get with video that's very hard to get elsewhere so quickly. I think the, the other part of that puzzle is measurement. So 5 or 6 years ago I think the thing that stood out when I came in and spoke to people was, you know, you should be measuring the effectiveness of your video and no one was. And I mean we've run a poll recently and 11% of the uh, the people that responded to that poll still aren't measuring anything when it comes to video, which which does surprise me but the fact that, that that means that you know 89% are is a big a big change and i think it, it allows people to justify that spend on video because at the end of the day it's not necessarily a cheap thing to do video so you need to demonstrate a return on investment of some sort um is that would you agree with that
1: yeah i think absolutely it's always a question that, that you know that you've had uh, at those breakfasts that uh, that you sp- sponsored and i think you know everyone all, all everyone new or the only metric that people seemed to have uh back when we first started doing those was uh you know was the the, the youtube counter and i think that was you know the, the number of views and i think that seemed to be about the only metric that that people had back then and, and i think y- you were always asked questions on uh on evaluation and hopefully during the course of those breakfasts you've helped share with quite a lot of people that there's more to it than that
0: Absolutely. And it ties ties in beautifully, I think, to um, I know Communicate run a, a series of awards and actually there's now one specifically around film and video. And it's certainly my experience. And I've been a judge for, for New York festivals and uh, Evcom. And it, the focus now when it comes to awards for video is all around effectiveness and measuring that. Can you tell me a little bit about the awards that that you're running and why video plays such an important part in all of that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? We've seen a massive growth in, across all of our awards programs, actually, in the use of video. Uh, and we, we have, as well as Communicate magazine, we also publish Transform magazine, which is all about the transformative power of brand strategy and design. And we've seen a lot of the use of video in those awards programs that are held around the world. In, uh, in Communicate magazine, we organize uh, the, the Digital Impact Awards as the, the first awards event that Communicate... Uh, did. Uh, and then about four years ago, we launched the Corporate Content Awards, which was all about narrative and uh, and storytelling and the way that, that companies can use uh, storytelling and, and storytelling techniques uh, in their communications. But I think that what's interesting is that we really started to see growth in video in that Corporate Content Awards. And I look back uh, between the, f- the first year and the second year, and the, the event's been going for uh, for, for, for four years now. And we saw something like a 300% growth from, from year one to year two. I and mean, we saw growth generally across the whole awards program. It sort of doubled in the number of entries from year one to, two, to, to year two, but, but 300% growth in the video category. And that kind of continued uh, that growth uh, over, over the past four years, which is why we launched uh, uh, Lens. And I think the, so Lens is our, is our corporate video uh, awards program. Uh, we were due to hold the first event uh, at the end of last year. And uh, and sadly, we we've, we've kind of pushed it back. We pushed it back. We resisted pushing it online because it was the first year. We could, you know, there was no expectations as to when it could be. So we are holding a physical event on uh, June the 30th, which we're very excited about. And, uh, and I think the interesting thing there is, is just how, you know, how that's been embraced between as a company, as an organization. Uh, with, uh, with our, our, our two magazines and, and uh, the, our other assets. We actually organized 18 awards programs around the world. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that Lens has probably been our most successful launch. Right. And I think that just reflects, reflects the, the interest and, uh, uh, in, in video and actually the fact that, that really in the corporate video space, people are, are crying out to have their work benchmarked and, and to understand effectively what, what, what good looks like. Is there
0: any? You've just you said there. You're you know this is global. Is there any pattern, or uh, is there a region or a country that are doing it best, doing video best? Do you think?
1: We launched the Corporate Content Awards North America last year for the first time, and and um, we saw the video category being quite a popular category uh, in in that awards program. I think that generally, when I look to see the kind of work that we get in in all of our various awards programs, and we have things like Digital Impact Awards Asia now. Uh, and so on. And if I look across that, I think there is—I I don't want to fly the flag too much—but I do think that there is uh, uh, a real uh, creative streak in in British filmmaking. I think one of the things that that we've seen uh, around the world is is this aspect of, of content. I think that if you look at corporate communications, sort of marketing counterparts, they've been doing some really interesting things with with things like branded content uh, over the years. You know, we, we, we all know the, the success of Red Bull and so on. And I think that that opportunity of uh, of using branded content, uh, of using sort of own content channels and using kind of those narrative techniques uh, that have been so successful for marketing and for creating those connections. I think the corporate comms audience have really started to, to take that uh, into their own remit as well, and it 's interesting because you 've got organizations like uh, like the ft uh, like New York Times like the Guardian having their own uh, their own kind of labs their own their own sort of production uh, offerings and actually helping companies reach non customer audiences reaching their corporate audiences uh, using uh, those branded content channels and I think that 's kind of quite an interesting development that we 've seen over the past couple of years uh, I think in terms of other trends. One of the things that we have seen, of course, which we probably didn't really want to see quite so much, uh, has been stream video, and I think that's that. I think that's going to going to stay to some degree. I think we've had, you know, we, we, we there's a lot of talk about uh, about this, you know, about, and about kind of what's going to happen in a post-COVID world. And a lot of people are talking about, uh, for example, things being going to hybrid and where where we would have had events before. Uh, they'll now be streamed and, and running in a physical space. And I think that's, to some degree, that's true. I don't intend doing that with my awards programmes. I've had enough of, uh, of streamed awards programmes. I want to have a physical uh, events. But actually, I think generally what we had seen in the past uh, two years on the run-up to COVID was uh, a real uh, embracing anyway of experiential Uh, events for internal use. So organizations running big scale internal uh, events. And I think that what we've then seen, obviously, is the fact that that can't happen over the last 15 months. But I think that when in a sort of post-COVID world, uh, we will probably see smaller scale physical events, but Real creative use of video with that for, for for internal comms or for investor relations and so on and so forth, and I think you know I think that combination of uh, of video and experiential is going to be something that we 're going to see a lot more of over the course of the next couple
0: of years. Yeah, you've raised some great points there, I think. Use generated content was on the rise anyway before the pandemic. I think the pandemic has accelerated the technology. So we're able to offer things now that we weren't before the the pandemic. So rather than recording over Zoom, for example, we've got other other technologies we can use now that gives us a better result. Uh, And also people are much more familiar now. A lot of our clients, they'll send out microphones and all those things. So we get a better quality of recording. We we even send out um, like a shoot in a box we call it, which is a kind of a kit in a pelly case that goes out around the world, so that people can provide as higher quality footage. And I think, you know, the great thing for for us and for our clients is that the pandemic's allowed clients to choose the agency they want to work with because they get the best results, no matter where in the world they're based. It doesn't matter anymore, certainly at the moment. And I think some of that will continue as we move out of the pandemic. I think our, our work globally, we won't necessarily be flying as much. It may well be that we can kind of produce some of this content remotely. Certainly, you know, some of our clients have the chance to shoot live now and they're still not doing that. So uh, I think they're happy with the results that we're getting. And I think it also reflects, like you say, that fact, the fact that maybe in the UK, we have got a reputation globally for producing great content. And so the chance that people have now to work with agencies in the UK is is a is something that they're really capitalising on.
1: What we have seen this year has been an increase in uh, employer generated content uh, and user generated content generally, and, and and that's been out of necessity. We've started to see more of that, I think, anyway, uh, and certainly there's we've we've done quite a few breakfasts specifically on. Uh, on user-generated content over the years, but I think that um, uh, th- this past year has just made that come uh, upper mind. And actually, I think uh, I'm sorry to tell you this—you're not the only one with with the shoot in the box concept. I think there's been quite a few. We're not going to get that trademark, then, are we? No, get still get it, trademark. They haven't got the name. They haven't got. The... <laughs> um, uh, I think there's been quite a few uh, of these uh, uh, of these things where um, either they're designed to help people. Uh, there's two things actually one uh, designed to help people create create content on this on their smartphones or whatever. So they've got you know specific framework frames that you can see in and, and, and automatically kind of making things fit in with a house with an internal house style. Uh, and I think that's quite, quite interesting. and of course that makes it so much easier for production companies like yours if, a, if, if staff are, are filming all of this work and then it comes back in a uniform style rather than some of it portraits, some of it landscape crap sound etc 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 so I think that's uh one thing I think the other thing that we've seen quite a bit of is um you just just generally actually it's a much wider much wider point here but I think one of the things that we have seen has been uh, a lot more video being done in-house as well over the over the years uh, I don't think that's to the detriment of um uh, of production companies like yours I think business generally is going up but actually You're getting, you're seeing the very the the big organisations, the the, the FTSE 100, the Fortune 500, employing their own internal film crews, Uh, and I think even small companies. You know, we're a we're a micro company, and my designer is producing small uh, micro films. You know, actually, even even animated gifs, this kind of stuff. People are using film in that way, and actually, I think one of the trends that we're seeing is two things actually: really short and really long. Um, It used to be the trend that that you'd always have to advise people, just make it shorter, always make it shorter. No one is going to watch anything more than a minute. No one is going to watch anything. But actually, I think one of the things that we are seeing is, is, uh, is, is almost a kind of trend to a to a documentary format, with some brands sort of specifically looking at, at using long form. So I think there's a sort of trend for long, and there's a trend for
0: short. Again, some great points there, uh, and there are numbers behind this. So I think uh, I quoted this yesterday. It's 38 of large organisations that turn over over 500 million dollars a year have a combination of internal and external resource when it comes to video content. So that and that's something we use a lot, to isn't most... it? 38. Yeah, that's, I, that's a really good
1: number.
0: I would say that most of our our global clients have an internal team that we work with. It's the yeah. whole hero help hygiene thing. So for that, that kind of hygiene content where it's regular content, it's quick turnaround, short yeah. maybe short shelf life an internal team's perfect for that. Um, and then maybe yes. on the hero content, we need more resource. You bring someone in. Yeah.
1: I think that, you know, the BBC still makes, you know, programs in house, but it also contracts mm-hmm. out to, you know, to big, big, big production organizations and, uh, uh, and film companies for, you know, for their costume dramas. And I think, uh, Rightly
0: So absolutely. You
1: want to, you want to have the experts. Well, the
0: duration was the other thing you talked about. Yeah. Um, you talked about duration and that, you know, people being pushed to create shorter content. And again, I ran a strategy session yesterday where we talked about exactly that. And if you look at the data, you'll see that, yes, if you make a longer film, fewer people will watch it all the way through to the end. But it, for example, if you produce a, a 10 minute film and people watch 50% of it, they still watch five minutes as opposed to making a one minute film that people watch hundred percent of they've only watched one minute. So it depends what your objective is for that film. And if, you know, if you want to get people's attention for five minutes, then longer content's better, even if they don't watch it to the end. And that's all something that should feed in to your strategy. But it's a great point that you raise.
1: I wonder if working from home has helped that, you know, I have found now that um, whereas I just used to use my TV for watching TV, I mean, may, 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 maybe not necessarily terrestrial, but but in, you know Netflix as well and so on and so forth. Whereas I do find myself, if I'm preparing Sunday lunch or whatever, increasingly I'm watching stuff on YouTube as well um, because my screen allows for that, as everyone else's does. And I wonder if just that yeah. thing of working from home means that we have we're using video more in the in uh, in the background in a way that perhaps historically we'd have television in the background. Um, I mean, I think generally, actually, that thing of of being at home has been quite quite different, uh, you know. I think you know, if you're looking at, um, at how brands are, uh, are making those connections, how organisations are making those connections with their audiences, I think that uh, you know we've seen a big increase in campaigns setting itself in the home rather than say on a tropical island. I think you know that if your audience is just constantly in its own home or, or has a, an, a kilometer uh, footprint from its own home where it's been allowed to walk the dog setting things in 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 remote far-flung exotic locations kind of is you know is uh, uh, a kick in the teeth really for for your audiences so I think we've seen an awful lot this isn't just in in corporate video but in consumer video as well we've seen a lot more uh, of things that have, have just back set in the house set in the home set in the same place that your audience is and and I think that's that's quite that's quite nice quite a nice uh, uh approach too
0: I think it's connected to sustainability as well because if you look at I mean I, my eyes water when I watch some documentaries where they're flying crews all the way around the world you know that, that's a significant carbon footprint so anything we can do to help reduce that I think is important. But you raised that point quite rightly around narrative being so important and I think it links beautifully into the whole conversation around UGC and EGC in that yes we can train people to create content that looks better and sounds better we can you know provide them with the technology they need to do that but can we train people to tell a good story that's the difficult bit i think you know the technology to a certain extent is the easier part of this problem
1: yeah i think that, i think that's true i think we, you need to have experts who can tell a story and that's happened but you know that's been the case for time immemorial not everyone uh, has told the stories around uh, around the campfire. You know the shaman has been the the one doing it, and I think we've continued having uh, strong storytellers and uh, and good listeners, and many more of the latter than the former. So yeah, I think I think I think that's that that's true. I'm just going to go back though to your to the you were just talking about sustainability. I think that one of the things I think sustainability is such a big issue now. Generally, all organisations and all brands are really using video, I think, to bring their sustainability uh, message home. Actually, sustainability and and kind of the the diversity and inclusion um, messages. And I think that's because their audiences, be it customers, be it internal audiences, whichever audiences, really want to see kind of real life proof of that. I think we're so cynical of, um, you know, of greenwashing, of, of companies sort of pretending that they're kind of into it and I think you know people want to see see it happen. So, I mean, I don't know how many things I've seen of organisations getting a tiny little seedling and planting it in a bit of earth. I mean, that with, with kind of great green backgrounds and stirring music, that's been on almost on so many too many videos, really. But generally, that thing of putting sustainability at the heart of a, of a comms method and using video as the way to get to bring that that, that messaging home. Uh, to life, rather, I think, has been a big trend. So, and as, as I say, same with kind of same with diversity and inclusion.
0: So, what do you think the future holds as far as video is concerned? You know, forget the pandemic. You know, we talked a little bit about trends, but but more widely, what do you think the future holds for video?
1: I think I'm banking on there being a lot more of it. Obviously, we've got the Lens Awards, and we're launching the Corporate Content Awards elsewhere in the world. So, I'm hoping there's going to be a lot, uh, a lot more video. Um, but that's a that's a try, try answer. It's not all about me, obviously. I think that we are going to see a growth of, of storytelling uh, and narrative uh, use in video uh, generally I think it is uh, that that is a is a trend in, in all forms of corporate communications uh, and I think there is nothing like video than uh, to, to, to bring that uh, back and what is really interesting is the way that video production companies are just getting better and better and better at doing i suppose what those brand agencies have been able to do for so long which is simplify the message and get a really complicated message into you know a logo or into a strap line or or into a uh, a, a corporate name and i think video production companies are are able to do the same thing they're able to to tell a, a complicated story in a really short space of time and and that's a skill that that no amount really of user generated content or in-house uh, uh, expertise, I think, is going uh, to produce. I think that that is going to be uh, a, a skill set that is going to become more important. So I think you know we're going to see we're going to see a I suppose a, a greater respect for for, for great video pr- production companies and, and and great video makers, filmmakers, corporate filmmakers. One of the things that that, that is going to be quite interesting is how people are going to cope with watching video post pandemic. Uh, so at the moment, there we all are in our kitchen, in our living room, uh, in uh, in our study, on our bed, in our bed set in South London, wherever, and we're able to watch a video and we can have the sound playing uh, and so on. Or we're able to, uh, to communicate uh, ourselves with all of this. And of course, that's going to change uh, to a large degree. I would imagine in much the same way as I'm sitting here talking to you with a headset on, I think that headsets are going to become uh, a greater part of what we do. I think we're going to carry on Taking it away from video, but but still on visual communications. I think we are all going to communicate. We're going to carry on communicating on Zoom and and Teams and uh, and, and other platforms. And in turn, that means that we're going to need to be able to keep that relationship between our screen and ourselves uh, kind of enclosed, um, which potentially means that we're going to have a greater opportunity to listen to uh, to listen and to watch uh, video without disturbing uh, our, our, our colleagues and. Uh, uh, uh and people with whom we're sharing offices uh, so i think there's 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 going to be a gr- greater use of video um because it's going to be easy it's going to remain easier to watch uh as well as because there's been a great understanding of how storytelling has become so important over the past few years
0: i think that's a, a fantastic answer thank you um and i do you know totally agree and i would but um you know if you're working with a, a video agency of of any type really you, you would hope they would add value beyond just bringing a camera and filming a ceo you know we call ourselves a strategic video agency because we would hope that our clients appreciate the fact that we we add value way beyond that so thank you for bringing that up too it's been brilliant to chat to you uh, our time is limited unfortunately so i think we're going to bring it to a close there thank you again for, for joining me today enjoy the rest of your day and hopefully i'll get to speak to you again soon brilliant thank you thanks very much Thank you so much for listening to the On The Button podcast. It's brought to you by Big Button. Big Button is a strategic video agency. You can find out more about our work at bigbutton.tv. I hope you can join us next time.